are recording. <laughs> welcome, welcome everybody to the Healing She Got Faith show. This is Lily, your self-love advocate, and we have a wonderful co-host today. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I'm invading. I'm invading the show. Yes, yes. So this is Marvin, everybody, and we are actually, well, I'm stealing his title. We're doing a mashup. So. That's it. <laughs> I'm stealing his term. We are doing a mashup today. So Marvin, you know, you can tell a little bit about yourself and then I can tell a little bit about myself for your peoples. Well, I'm glad to, uh, to have uh, kicked in the door and uh, jumped in your show, uh, The Healing She Got Faith Show. Uh, my show is called Motivational Change with Marvin. And of course, I am Marvin McQueen II. And uh, definitely get an opportunity to help someone grow as I'm growing myself, not just being motivated with quotes and things like that, but we really get specific into certain topics. And so today you all are in for a treat because uh, Miss Lily is 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 on here. And so I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to talk and ready to get in her business. She's ready to get in my business and hopefully we'll get in your business too. Hopefully, yes. And yeah, there's probably two most realest hosts. Listen, <laughs> the conversations we be having. So Yes. We, might, we might step on some toes, but we okay with it. <laughs> they ready. They ready. It don't even matter. Yes. So I'm Lily. I'm your self-love advocate. I am the founder of Healing She Got Faith, which is an organization really directed for adults who are grieving and really trying to have that authentic self-love. Not like that cute self-love on social media, but that authentic, that ugly the stuff that we don't like to talk about. And so I am all about, you know, going against the trenches, um, really challenging people because I really want people to heal. I, I really want to see this world healed, especially with everything going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think uh, everyone, what I have totally learned about Lily is that she's really serious about um, that self-love, that growth, um, because we cannot love the world unless we truly love ourselves, take care of ourselves, grow from there. It, it really pulls a, a whole integrity piece. It's, you know, it's almost like your work ethic when you're at work. You know, however you work for somebody else is pretty much how you're going to work for yourself. Uh, and so we have to do that same thing. And, and I am an advocate of it. I have learned so much behind the scenes, y'all. Uh, so <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I am ready to uh, experience the growth, the healing from it. Yeah. Uh, I've been learning a lot in the last few days about healing. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, let me just tell you, since we giving each other flowers, let me just, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I actually have been like, I need to reach out to Marvin because if you've been following me, I have my writing program going on and I've been trying to launch that for a long time. And I'm like, I need, I need publishers. I need people who know how to write. And so I'm, I'm like, I need to contact Marvin. I need to contact Marvin. And then I contact him. Now he helping me. <laughs> All the time. I'm like, I need, I'm going to get him some clients. I'm going to get him some coins. And I'm going to do this. And, and whole time I needed the service. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's, that, I think that's funny in itself, too, because sometimes we we do put others in front of us uh, a lot. And then you're like, you know what? 
shoot, I needed that help myself. So, okay. yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm grateful. Grateful for the compliment. Grateful, definitely, grateful. definitely. So, I definitely appreciate you. I'm really excited about this show. I'm excited, I'm excited about the collaborations. If y'all are not in my writing groups, y'all gonna miss out because Marvin is definitely making an entrance. So, yeah, better sign up for next year. I'm kicking in doors. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, on the Healing She Got Face show, we always do an icebreaker, which we pick um, affirmation cards. My favorite deck lately has been this mindful message. Um, deck oh, cards. Okay. They have just been coming from my life. So, we're going to stick with those. I do have three new decks coming in. So, Marvin, you have to come back on the show again so we can test out the new cards. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is not the last time you're going to be on my show, too. No, tell no. So, how we usually do it, you tell me how to split up the deck. So, you can say, like, down the middle, split into threes. And you can say, like, <sighs> on your left hand, pick three cards from the front, three cards from the back. You let me know. Okay, let's see. Let me think of my spades days. I need to play spades, matter of fact. I need to run somebody off the table. <laughs> I'll see. So let's see. Uh, split it down the middle. All right. Um, take the right deck and put it on top of the other. All right. And count uh, count down eight cards Ooh, all and right. pull that ninth card. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and number nine. Hold lightly. I take the things and people that come into my life lightly, not holding on too tight so that when it comes time for them to go, they may go smoothly. This does not mean I love any list or not value, but that I am open to the changes of life. <laughs> wow. That's wow. That Ooh. I am open to the changes of life. Let me tell you how crazy that is quite. Now I see what you're saying. It is coming for your life. It definitely is. It it definitely is. Like personally, I've been uh just handling transition. Uh some days I handle it well and some days I straight up. <laughs> I'd be like, uh, I don't like this. I don't like how this feel. Um, and, and it has to do with people, mm -hmm. um, letting some people go. Uh, I don't, I, I didn't, I never thought that I held on tightly, but I do hold on to what people think of me. Yes. Um, how they perceive me. So if their response is a certain way, I'm kind of like, okay, I didn't mean it like that, even though I meant it like that, how I said it. Yeah. And so I'm like, uh, I didn't mean it like that. And so here I am. Uh, running back, being passive aggressive, Ooh, that's hard. <laughs> accepting things um, that I don't want to do, mm -hmm. that I never liked, and I'm being nice. Yes. And 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 at the end, I'm the one that held on tight and not really paying attention. So wow, that does like close me up from growing and yes. changing. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was a word. So all I can think about is our conversation from yesterday. Okay, ah. let it go. Um, that you know, yesterday was a private conversation between us. But when I was reading it, I'm like, dang, like we was both just talking about letting people go, or like how who we used to be in our core group of like support system, our village, and how our village is changing, and 
um, you know, for me, I told you yesterday, like I'm really praying and looking for like friends who are protective because mm-hmm. I was that person who was always holding on. And like you said, like, oh, I mean it that way. I was just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I meant that junk. I know I did. <laughs> yeah. Whole time I'm suffering. I'm telling you I'm playing and I'm in the car crying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The brothers too, the men too. We know too. We be crying. We may not uh use regular tears, but we cussing or something. Some something, something going on inside, and we just don't feel uh that support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you said that though. And you know, you get my journal, you get my men's journal in the mail. Yeah. Um, but that was one of the reasons because I would get my male clients that would say that like we, I don't feel supported or. Like, I have a male client right now where he's going through a breakup, and he just needs to know, like, women don't hate him. He's uh-huh. younger, he has multiple kids, a long-term relationship, and he feels like she just left, but he feels like he's not loved. And he really encouraged me to, like, create a space for, like, a man to be like, hey, if you need to cry, if that breakup hurts you, if that loss of a job hurts you, if you know, looking at your kids hurts you, like, in whatever way, because one of the things he said to me, he was like, I mostly got boys. Mm. I don't want to teach them to grow up and be hard like I had to. Like, I want them to come to daddy and say, like, daddy, my feelings are hurt right now. And I just thought about it. I'm like, you know, like you said, men cry differently. So my male clients have really encouraged me to look at it from that perspective. Like, okay, like, you may not cry like me. I'm a boo-hoo, honey. You gonna see yeah. My face gonna be red, but like a man might sit in silence. Oh, he might write a song. He might hug his baby, his youngest baby, like or like like I know a, a father who he just hugs his baby girl. Like he's just like, listen, that's the only softness I got right now. I just- that's it. That's it, man. That's it. I'm I'm like that about my baby girl. Give her a hug, and she just give me the most genuine hugs. You know, even though she's a little past, she's in the teenage age, and you know, normally they don't like nobody touching them. Period. But she, it, I don't know what it is. She may feel like, okay, Dad, I got you, I got you, I got you. Yeah, I can play with my dog and all that stuff, but it's it's not. It's definitely not the same way uh, when it comes from men. We do have a, a lot of silent moments. And y'all, I can't wait to get my journal. I can't wait to get my book. She 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 sent it to me. So uh, once the uh, once the people drop it off, I'm gonna go ahead and get started myself. Yes, I'm like so. I'm so excited that you got one too. You're one of the first people. So yes. <laughs> we ready. We gonna put it on the map. Yes, yes. All right, you ready for my cards? I'm ready. So my cards when I was shuffling yours actually two of them fell out so i always take that as okay i need these these are you know okay they're mine so one of them the first one says unique lives i respect everyone's individual decision and way of life we are each on our own unique journeys and my way isn't the only way my job is not to change others but to simply love them and the second one is it's not personal (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't even want to read it because I think we already know. <laughs> um, people's reactions or opinions of me are really not about me at all. People tend to project their own insecurities or fears onto one another. So when someone speaks unkindly to me, I'll remember they have something going on that has nothing to do with me. 
so I can't take it personal? God dog it. Okay. <laughs> I just read something this morning right before when I was doing my journaling and it said I no longer view people how they treat me is how they feel about me, but it's really how they feel about them themselves internally. And I believe that recently with a lot of relationships that I've had to let go, I've recently realized that people really are on their own journey. And I know like people like Belisa, like you the self-love advocate, you the grief queen, like you know this stuff. And it's like, I do know it. But when you get hit with so many people, like losses at one time, you start to question yourself, well, is it me? When yesterday I ended up talking to one of my um, friends and, and spiritual mentors and she was like, you know, it's not that people don't like you. It's that people don't understand you and they don't know you. Mm. So they can't appreciate you because they're not understanding your healing journey and what you're doing. And and I hear this from everybody. Right. I'm very authentic in my healing journey, which people are not used to the ugly parts that we don't like to share. Right. You know, like I, I told you this yesterday, I'm not an entrepreneur that I'm going to sit up here and tell you, oh, I'm so successful. Nah, we, no, we struggle. Like, we struggling. Yeah, like I might, you know, having that honest conversation, I might have to go get another job to fund because we hit a plateau where I might have to not let go of my dreams, but adjust yeah. to help fix them. You know, but it's not like, oh, go quit your job today, be an entrepreneur. You know, when I worked at White Castle, mm -hmm. life was a little bit more simpler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Working for somebody else is great. Uh, you know, the only, I guess the only bad part is by the time you put in all this time with someone else, you may not see the fruits of your labor exactly. that you've done. And that's why we, we choose entrepreneurship. Exactly. We choose it. We choose it. That's interesting. I, I I like the quotes. I like those, and and I think you were supposed to uh, <laughs> to get both of them. That was definitely meant to be, you know, a great confirmation of what we was really discussing uh, since we first met. You know, um, those things. I, I I I'm 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 shocked. I I like those cards. I like those cards. Yeah, made me want to get me a deck, of, different deck of cards. I think hey, mine, I got you. mine is. Mine look different. I can't think of the name. I know it came in a black box, but it has quotes uh, from like celebrities. Oh, I have yeah. one of those decks coming. It's yeah. um, but mine are early '90s uh, female rappers. Okay. So I have a deck. I have a deck coming, but yeah, Ooh. I have one of those. That well, makes I have me think. That makes me think of an idea. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. I like that. That makes me think of an idea. Okay, I, I like what Marvin has. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that means we, but he, that means we both on the winning Yeah, you got me thinking now. Okay. Yes. Okay. Let yes. Me make a, let me make a note. Let me make a note of that. <laughs> so y'all, y'all are everyone is in our um, y'all in our our stuff. In our business, right? Yeah. Now. Okay. I what mean, you I what you say? We kicking doors open. That's it. We 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 not we kicking doors in. I, I don't, there I don't, you go. We kicking doors. We kicking in. them in. I don't man. No, I don't. I don't have time to be sitting there turning on knob. We just it's a swinging door that close. That's it. We just chop it down. It's cool. That's, that's it. it. That is it. Dang, that's yeah. man. Those are some good thoughts. You know yeah. something you said too. I think um that I I want to dig in for just a second. Yeah. Letting letting people go let's talk about it 
letting people go. I think um, most times when we think of letting people go, we always think most people attribute it to I'm letting someone go so I can become better yeah. or I'm letting someone go because th they're toxic. Yep. They're, they're this and the blame game and the pointing fingers mm -hmm. starts happening. But I think there's a different uh, viewpoint that we can think of letting people go. Sometimes letting people go uh, is because of us. Yes. Um, maybe we are not in the place to handle their relationship anymore. Yep. Uh, not that it's toxic, not that it's bad, not that it may not be reciprocal because, you know, we can kind of forgive. Maybe you didn't treat me like I treated you, Right. but it's okay because of me, because of my character, because of my integrity is me. I, I'm good. I'll let that all go. But at some point, I think directions change. Yes. And uh, um, my father used to say it like, you know, you don't want to double back so much. You know, uh, you know, when you're driving and you go in one place here, you know, map your directions out that it's uh, a priority to you, to, to where you're headed, to where you're going. And sometimes my priority is not their priority. Yep. Letting them go doesn't mean I'm disconnecting, yep. but I am detaching myself because I'm pulling you, you pulling me. We go in different directions and it's a strain. Yes. Yes. And so I think. I think we get into a, a place of trying to become understanding in a strained place. Yes, yes. And, and I think the way we uh, we could change it uh, is, you know what? It's okay to let it go. It's okay. It's okay, y'all. You do not talk every day. Uh, and I, I think being me and my personality, it's probably best that I don't talk to some people every day. <laughs> It's just me. That doesn't mean we're not friends or anything like that, but we do have things to take care of. And so if I'm working, if I am uh, doing business, if I'm networking, if I'm building a business relationship, if I'm building a healthy relationship, period, it may not be good. It's OK. You know, certain certain personalities don't work together in the same room. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. Right. Uh, like 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 she told you, hey, you you are a genuine person period. Mm -hmm. They don't mean that they don't like you, but they just don't know you. Exactly. And I think when we do get to a place of knowing ourself, then we'll let go of a lot of those things that are not necessarily not good for us, but they don't fit anymore. It's that, that, that's the word. I love what you said there because I have a perfect real life example that Let's just do it. ended okay <laughs> so i was on the dating scene probably for like two years mm -hmm. somebody special okay. and recently i was just kind of like you know i just don't feel that we're on the same path no more mm -hmm. and so i was hesitant to tell people because people pretty much knew about us people knew we had traveled together we were working side by side like the energy there was so good. And so I was hesitant to tell people because I was at that place where I was like, he's not a bad guy. Right. But we can't, we can no longer do this together. It's not that he's bad. It's not that I'm bad, but it's that if we do continue this, it might turn bad. <laughs> but, <laughs> but just like, dog him out like it wasn't about toxicity but it was about at some point I realized we grew apart and at some point I realized his goals and my goals didn't align 
and I was healing. I was actively healing, meaning I was in therapy and I was just finding stuff about myself. And it came to the point where I was like, I don't necessarily know that I'm actually ready for what I think I'm ready for. Yeah. Yeah. Because as I'm healing, that little Lisa inside of me is starting to come out. Mm. But also, too, that young man was also doing his work to heal. And it just came to a point where I was like, I just don't necessarily know that we can be here with each other. And mm. my healing is winning this battle. <laughs> like, I like that. My healing is winning this battle. That needs to be a priority. The yeah. healing piece needed to be, yeah, man, that's so that's so real. I, I just, I, I don't know, I think that healing, nobody tells you, though, Mm-mm. that the isolation mm-hmm. could be a part. It may not be forever, of course, but it could be a part of your healing journey. Yes. And I think it's important to talk about that, one, because typically, especially in like spiritual societies and professional societies, we're taught you are not allowed to be alone. But we're never talking about that isolation period where you almost have to be alone because you've been surrounded by people so much of your life Mm -hmm. that you don't know yourself. You don't know. And that that was a wake up call for me. I came to realize and I talk about it in my first book. I came to a point where I really didn't know what I liked. I didn't know my favorite color. I didn't know my favorite food. I didn't know a hobby. What was a hobby? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Like, literally, people would be like, what's your hobby? I'm like, helping people. <laughs> and be like, no, no. <laughs> my therapist would say, no, that's not it. No, that's not it. <laughs> so, you know, we don't talk about that isolation piece. And, like, also, and that's why I say, like, authentic self-love because, we don't talk about the hard stuff, the ugly stuff, the the things that it takes to actually heal. You have to look at those ugly parts. You have to address it. I have been looking for a therapist that would help me dig deep. And it took me quite a few times. A lot of people don't like to hear this. I probably went through 12 therapists before I found a therapist who was like, okay, Lisa, we're starting with your family origins. <laughs> I'm with you. Totally with you. <laughs> oh my goodness. I feel yeah, like I'm, we're in rehab right now. Like <laughs> I'm totally with you. Like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah, you're not gonna work. You're not gonna work. You're not gonna work. It's like, okay, now you're just kind of repeating the same stuff I just told you, and that's not gonna work. Yeah. I like that challenge that that they that they gave you. Hey, we, we're gonna start from the beginning. Yes. Yeah. And you know, we talked about it at the beginning of the like well prior to, to this show, but like it to me it's almost been harder because neither one of my parents are here so as i'm discovering stuff i don't have them to call and be like you remember this hey tell me your perspective on this or you know not to say that it would have been that easy if they were here but like because they're not here i do have to do the research myself i do have to ask those hard questions to other family members i do have to go back into that suppressed memory of like Okay, let's peel this memory out. Let's let's yeah. let's do it because that's the only way I'm able to heal. Like I have to remember that old Lisa that I kind of was like, oh, you know, she's dead and gone. We're new. We're here. Nah, she's nah, she just, yeah, she's sitting in the corner. You gotta pull her back out. Oh yeah, oh yeah. As I say, little Marvin. That's what they used to call me growing up, little Marvin. As a matter of fact, I still have people call me that, which is really funny and hilarious because I'm like, I'm grown. What are you talking about? But 
but I understand. <laughs> you know, they knew me, you know, growing up there. So, and I don't mind it at all. Um, and, you know, I thank you for being real uh, with the talking about both of your parents are gone. I recently lost, um, I ain't gonna say lost. He went home. That's, that's how I said. He went home. He used to say that. Um, yes, I'm saying, you know, hey, Pop, how you? I called him Pop. I never said Dad. I always say Pop. Hey, Pop, how you doing? He was like, um, I'm good. If I was, he said, I'm not homesick. If, you know, if I'd be in the bed, I'd be homesick. And then I go home. And I know he's talking about going to heaven and stuff. But, man, to call him one more time, you know, um, like Fridays was our day that we talked. It was almost as if everything stopped on Fridays on both of our jobs. Right. On both of our jobs. He was a principal. And so it seems like that was the easiest day for him and a cool day or whatever. And he could sit in the office and we would literally talk for a couple of hours. No one would bother him uh, or anything. I was like, look at these kids. They, they, they straighten up. And so Fridays became like our day uh, that we dealt with and talking. So uh, missing those particular conversations, you know, run into some like you said running into some problems like all right hey i was thinking about this what you think about this and you know not being able to do it anymore and then having to like journal it write it down i don't know if you go through this process think about it write it down rethink about it read what you wrote and then rethink about it again <laughs> and it's like here i am going through all these steps by myself you know yes uh, my mom is still here and we and you know we talk and everything but she has her own battles, you know, she has her own thing. You know, I mean, married close to 40 years. Um, the way she said is uh, for uh, 39 years and 26 days. Ooh, down to the day. Down to the day. When she say that to me, it, it does something to me. I'd be like, what's next? Cause I'm, I don't know what to say, but I was like, Hey girl, you, you, you got this. You you got it. You got this, and I'm gonna make sure you have it. Yeah, um, being being your son, I'm gonna do my thing. But I definitely, to be real, to be authentic, that's the good, the bad, and the indifferent. Mm -hmm. All of that stuff is a part of our journey. Yeah. And uh, not everybody needs to have access to that. Mm -mm. Oh my God, that's a word in itself. Okay, <laughs> that's a word in itself. So I just got done reading this book. Is love by Marissa Renee Lee. She worked for President Obama during my brother. Marissa called us. Right. Call Listen, her, she emailed us back, so we, <laughs> hey, we can get a, a chain email going, okay? That's it. Um, I just read, read her book, and she was talking about the loss of her mom. And pretty much in the book, she talks about how the day that they wanted to launch my brother's keeper initiative, mm -hmm. she pretty much had to tell like Barack Obama's team, like, hey, I have a family emergency that day. I can't. And her boss being like, well, if you can't be there, we can't launch that day. And so I brought that story to my therapist because I thought that was so interesting. I was like, because on the days that my parents passed away and on their birthdays, I typically don't do anything except do something in their memory. So like typically with my dad, it's going to the coffee shop with my mom. I probably got a mimosa or some ice cream. I do something that they would have been doing. Okay. So my therapist brought to my attention. She was like, well, there's a couple things that we can take from this story. She was like, one, everybody can't be in your business. 
because she actually didn't tell them that I can't be there because it's the day my mom passed away. She said, I can't be there because I have family business. And she, my therapist brought to my attention, everybody can't handle what you're doing, which is why when you go to the coffee shop on the days that you miss your dad, people don't understand like coffee. Why would you do that? But that's a connection to my father. It's my sentiments. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then two boundaries. I'm not working on those days. Those wow. I'm not working on those days. That's my boundary. I understand that you got, I understand that you the president, but that's a day that belongs to me. Wow. And you know, that's, today, huge. that's yeah. And to me, that goes deeper just as somebody who has studied grief and somebody who like tries to support adults in grieving is we don't know how our bodies are going to react. Typically, those days become triggers. So I could say, yeah, Marvin, I'm going to record with you on October 4th. That's the day my mom passed away. But come October 4th, we just on the screen looking at each other. Yeah. And you like, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing. But I ain't talking. Yeah. We don't know how our body is going to react. So that book is so good. And just her stories and just how relatable they are and like to hear you say um everybody can't be in your business yeah yeah because people are not gonna understand your grief process at all even if they've been through it they still not gonna <laughs> because you handled things differently than i handle things i am not i'm not you you're not me and we have our our own area i had just told my mother a couple of weeks ago i said hey you got to find your own grief groove Get, get in that lane, do what you do. If you're going to cry, cry. You know, if you're going to eat some, eat some. Do we exercise later? We know how to get calories off. We know how to do this and do that. Um, but finding something to do. And I think as for me, uh, I probably haven't said this out, out loud, but as for me, uh, my father passed on my birthday. So I'm, I'm, I'm honestly in this place to not even celebrate my birthday. Uh, and people are asking me, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Now, now, y'all, I'm about to turn 40. So it's going to be the big 40 for me. And, you know, everybody's I've watched my friends. I've watched associates. I've watched people on social media. When they get their 40, they do it big. Yeah. But for me, it's like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know how I'm going to handle it. I don't I do not know. Like you said, just going to sit there and. I'm like, I, I don't really know, you know, and I try not to be mean, quote unquote, I'll say to others when they're saying, hey, we're going to we're going to do this or man, I'll book your cruise, man, I'll do this, man, I'll uh, uh, man, me and the boys, we're going to take you down uh, to, to Atlanta, we'll take you to some other city that you like. And I'm like, no, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, you know, and I'm not saying I'm going to be uh you know extra sad or something that particular day i don't know how i'm gonna be but i know i'm not gonna be down i may miss i, I know i'm gonna miss yeah. uh and and think about them and all those things but sometimes you don't feel you don't feel celebratory at that time no no not on no days no and that so that's one of my biggest lessons in grief typically other people are more uncomfortable than you are right Typically, us grievers, we're like, we cool. I'm just letting my body do what it do, man. 
Yeah. But it's the other people that's like, smile, let's do this, let's do that. And you like, I just want to sit here and eat ice cream. Like, yeah, I'm good. That's, that's literally all I want. Yeah. Give me the whole tub. I got it. Well, let's do what we do. Like you said, we know how to lose calories. It's cool. I know I need to get up and I need to walk. So I'm going to walk. I'm going to go run. I'm going to do some sprints, all that stuff. I'm going to do it. But that that is my biggest lesson to anybody supporting a griever. Let them do what they need to do. Let them have what they need to have. If it's, I, and I told somebody this, I said, you know, there'll be days where you call off work or you ask somebody to come take the kids and you might not brush your teeth till four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And it's okay because you didn't see nobody. Ain't nobody yeah. smelt you. Ain't nobody. And that's okay. I mean, don't do it every day. We don't want right. <laughs> no, I was about to say that. No, nobody <laughs> to impress, right? There's nobody right. to impress. Right. So, <laughs> But if that day, that's what you needed to just sit in bed and feel your pain, because the only real way that we can heal is if we feel the pain. And see, a lot of times people want us to suppress the pain, you know, keep your head up, keep going. You got this. And it's like, right. But what if I don't want to have it today? (laughs) And and they kind of want you to do the same routine that you did before. Yes. Yes. Which is like the, you know, like the pandemic, you know, and I, and I know we're getting um, y'all we're being real as we possibly can with you. And, and I hope you're learning something from it. But I'll say even to add even the pandemic, uh, COVID came through. I think everybody was in a grieving process with that. Absolutely. Not because somebody, uh, you know, passed away or you lost someone to that particular disease or anything of that nature. But you being off your routine. There are people that has never worked from home. Yep. I mean, they they are advocates of saying, I leave home, go to work. I take that hat off. Once I get in my driveway, I'm going back to my home and all that. But now you have this shared space mm-hmm. uh, of, of working from home and being at home at the same time. Yeah. And yeah. that's I think that's a grieving process. Uh, you know, grief is not just uh, losing in death but it's losing in the routine as well. Ooh, that's the word, because you don't even know. When I bring guests on my show, the segment is called Grief Beyond Death. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, I like it's that. Yeah, it's called Grief Beyond Death. And I always talk about the pandemic because um, what a lot of people didn't realize, and I think this is just the most simple example of mm-hmm. grief not being about death. Our kids grieved being at school. Ooh, because we have to remember yeah. our kids are taught from the time they're five that you got to go to school so when our society decided okay you're no longer going to school you're going to be at home we're going to give you these computers and now you have to do school at home wow. your teacher is now on a computer screen you got to think about it these are babies who they were used to seeing their buddies every single day every day with no problems with no problem they yeah. ate breakfast together they ate lunch together they played in the sandbox together yeah. they learned their abcs together so <laughs> we took that from them as yeah. society and so i i look at it on a bigger picture right we're a grieving society because a lot of us lost a lot jobs homes kids relationship you know how many people i know that went through a divorce during the pandemic, you know how many relationships? When I say people I was about that. 
sounds like people was grieving left and right. Yeah. We didn't even realize it. We just thought, again, we just gonna make it happen. We just, we, we just go, no, 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 no. We needed to learn from that. And I still say like COVID gave us the opportunities to learn and yeah. a lot of us missed that. Yes, we yes. We were so mad that we had to be locked up in a room. We didn't even appreciate that you finally had time to rest. You know, you always complaining that you ain't never slept. You gonna sit your burn down now. <laughs> With your laptop in your lap and got paid for it. Exactly. Missed that opportunity. All of these benefits that you received down there, and it took it two years and you're still doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Man, you better take your journey serious. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And I always tell people, like, I lived in New York during the pandemic, so it was really, it was hard. Um, yeah. Strict curfews. Yeah, y'all got hit hard with that. Oh, we were the hub. We were the hub. Like, I tell people, it was kind of traumatic living out there because all the morgues got filled up. All the hospitals got filled up to the point where the parks, they started putting corpse in the parks and people were donating their trucks to hold bodies. And at night around 11 o'clock, midnight-ish, you would hear the authorities going around, going into homes that they had got called like, hey, we think these people passed away. So they're going to these different houses, picking up bodies that probably been in their um, apartments for two or three days at this point. And so... Um, I, I never would, knew that. Mm-hmm, yep. And so I would go out in the morning. I would go to the park. That was really the only time I could like really be outside. So I go to the park. It was a group of us. We never knew each other. Never knew each other's names. But every day we was at the park at the same time. We yeah. walked around. We played. They had like a little dance thing, and I journaled and picked my cards. And then I would be there for like almost two hours, and then I go back home because again. It was very strict on what yeah. we could do. Yeah. That's the only time I could be outside. But you could smell the bodies. That's serious. Wow, that's serious. And I didn't realize how traumatic that was until I came to St. Louis. And mm-hmm. St. Louis was nothing like that. Mind you, I grew up in St. Louis, but at that time I was living in New York and I came back. And People in St. Louis wasn't taking COVID serious. I mean, like New York, you can go to every corner, get a swab. They was testing people. I had got tested so much in New York. You come into St. Louis, they want to charge you $100 to get swabbed. Yeah. Oh, no. And and people people making money off of this stuff. How you making money off of the disparity? You know what? Let me not talk about that. That's America. (laughs) That's a whole other episode. (laughs) That's America. Sorry. Wow. Um, So, you know, and I feel like a lot of us, we took for granted, like, that alone time we had. Like, don't get me wrong. It sucked not being able to go outside. Like, but we also took for granted. A lot of us had the opportunity to finally rest. And we missed out on that opportunity. You know? Shoot, not me. Me neither, honey. I was taking naps. I was sleeping. You can tell me nothing. Uh, it, it, you know, like at that time, I, I was a uh, the entrepreneur world was was different, different, different. So we had to learn some new things, different thing, contents, different things. You know, uh, even writing the books and things, working with my clients, and we're emailing, we're virtual, doing things like that. So we found a way uh, to continue on, but it was definitely tough, you know, not being able to see someone or, you know, telling someone, say, hey, we're, you know, we're going to print your book, but it normally took 10 to 14 days. 
probably give it about 30 days you know and then if someone did get it on time they're like thank you so much you rushed it for me i'll be like thank you jesus because that wasn't me <laughs> you know that, that wasn't me at all but uh yeah it looked like they had paper that day and then uh you felt the the low supplies and the demands that were out there and then you know you couldn't promise certain things and so all of those things and i when i tell you in the middle of the night you know in the yard because this is a whole different routine yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. uh we didn't have the curfew um too much but stores were closing yeah. earlier so you had no choice it was like all right you know what there's nobody out here yeah and you know crime was even low oh yeah. yeah and uh and and when i saw that the uh crime was low i was like we are in a pandemic and so, you know, now I'm seeing things, you know, rising back up. And, you know, part of me is like, yeah, we, we need to we need the pandemic back because people's losing their mind. I don't know what's going on, but somehow somewhere we're just not learning our lessons. Man, I think that's what breaks my heart the most. Yeah. Is we went through a tragedy and I just feel like people became more heartless, more mm. crazy. Wow. Um, people really don't want to heal. People do not want to heal and i think that breaks my heart the most because as bad as covid was in some aspects it it's exactly what we needed yeah and i think for me the biggest life lesson was we can't even look ourselves in the mirror Mm. you so uncomfortable with yourself you can't even sit with yourself and you want to talk about generational curses and being the curse breaker but you had the opportunity and a lot of people you know the entrepreneurial world did look a lot different i actually wrote my my first book during the pandemic so i did the publishing and all that through the pandemic that's it listen it it was not easy like you said it was first of all you i had to sit down and write the book and then i had to do all i had to go through everything you just explained Mm -hmm. but also too trying to write a book about grief during the pandemic that's tough I don't know how I got this book, but it's here. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something, give y'all a good secret. The reason she can do that during that time is because she got faith. That's what it is. Hey, <laughs> hey, say that. <laughs> she got faith. Yes, um, say that. I know that we are hearing, uh, we're hearing you talk about it, of course, mm-hmm. but I, I think um, just for my sake, I'll say, tell us what is your definition of healing because it's a lot of i think it's a lot of way a lot of ways a lot of factors that people say you know healing is getting over something well not quite but i feel you you know but what tell me something because you're my celebrity today (laughs) tell me what what are you what what is healing Healing defined by Lily is knowing, embracing, and addressing my authentic self. Knowing, <laughs> addressing, and embracing my authentic self. I'm real big on talking to little Lisa. So comforting little Lisa and telling little Lisa we are okay. Right. We are okay. We are growing. We are safe. 
Um, I know what you've been through, but look at 15-year-old Lisa. You see how she's growing? Look yeah. at 30-year-old Lisa. You see how we're meeting each other? And knowing that authentic. So I don't have to put on a facade with myself no more. Mm-hmm. And I think once you get to that point of where you can look yourself in the mirror and you don't have to fake the funk with yourself, I think you have hit the ultimate healing journey because healing isn't linear as we all know right but when you're comfortable with being with yourself i believe you hit the ultimate healing point like you know how like the highways got mile markers yeah yeah we're starting to see that mile markers yes I was trying not to let her talk about everything that was in her book because I want y'all to go get it now. So, yes. but that is, wow. That's that's definitely um, a mouthful because the time frame that it takes, and I think a lot of people would want to ask that, but it's like, how long does this take? Oh man, it can take variety of times yeah. uh, for us to do it. And I think I saw something the other day. I cannot remember where i saw that i feel like it was a real but they were like um through healing you may feel like nothing's happening you may feel like you're stuck uh but guess what that's a part of healing exactly i was like oh man that okay (laughs) that that makes sense and when you said mile marker i was like that's exactly a great way to think about it yes yes I think social media has us tricked into thinking healing is this beautiful unicorn, roses and sunshine. <laughs> and this is how I think about it. You know, like when uh, when we were in high school and they were applying, they were telling us to apply to all the colleges, right? So we were seeing the pamphlets. You know, it never rained on a college campus. All the pamphlets were people smiling, the sun was shining, their books were in their hand, their book bags were on their back, and they were so excited to go to class. And then you get to college and you realize, oh, the books cost $1,000 each. Okay, cool. Um, This campus has a lot of hills and there's no transportation. Oh, you didn't tell me I was going to be broke most most days. Okay, cool. Oh, the professors, they have no cultural diversity. Okay, cool. Um, 8 a.m. classes, never told me about that. That's great. Mm -hmm. Um, That's across across the uh, college. Okay, never told me about that. Um, So I think about that, like, that picture, and that's how I envision healing. Healing is always Get your nails done. Find the love of your life. Be the best version of yourself. Be be the person you needed to be. But nobody is talking about all the stuff that creates that. The tears, the isolation. Mm. You might lose your job. You might lose your relationships. The, the grief you go through. Nobody talks about all the ugly stuff because, again, it never it never rains. We're always perfect. Yeah. But we know we need rain to grow. Wow. We know that. We do. Yeah. <laughs> need some water. Yeah. We, we need some water. We we need things to keep us alive. Everything in this earth works in a cycle, and our healing is no different from that. And so we have to so be the healing is in the cycle. Is in the cycle. Did, did y'all hear that? I, I'm, I'm gonna have to we're gonna have to write that. that that's gonna be a post. We're gonna yes. make that go right. My healing is in the cycle. My healing is in the cycle. I love that. 
Me and Marvin writing a book. That's it. Let me give. Let me give my notes. I gotta do my note again. Wow. That's it. We're writing a book. <laughs> I just be putting more work on us. That's it. It's cool. We can hire people. We can hire people. Listen, listen. Um, just, hey, look around the room. They they know. That's why. That's why they're hired. <laughs> that part. That part. So since you put me on the spot, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned that you recently, or your pops recently went home. Mm-hmm. So what has your grief process looked like and how has it helped you in a holistic view? Not just business or personally, but in a holistic view, if it has helped you. Um, I, I was, I can honestly say that I have, um, I have not totally sat down. Um, I honestly hit the ground running with picking up not necessarily everything that he left uh, behind but those things that I, I am capable of doing uh, there are some things that I cleaned up now me and my father I share his name but I always tell people we are not the same yep. he did some stuff for you that he probably should not have done I'm going to make you do what you're supposed to do for yourself yeah. but in the same instance I'm like still checking back on them making sure they're okay making sure they're good because I know we all have to go we all have to live live life so for me um definitely still grieving uh definitely have not totally embraced the sitting down um i had some things to kind of come up in my life transition and stuff so i'm in this place of like all right i i do need this money but i know if i sit down i'm not i may not make the money that i need and so uh, it causes me to dig in deep, but then my nights and my early mornings are tough. And then when I do sit down in the middle of the day and I have a thought, uh, I'm sharing the thought with myself. Now, I, I have uh, you know great, great people. I got great support around, but I, I do talk to one person about about my stuff, and, and they are always there to listen. Yeah. Um, always there. So you know, I I appreciate them. Uh, very very much but let me talk <laughs> and then when I try to talk to some other people it's almost like they want to tell you how to feel and immediately that turns me off so it makes my, my process a little harder uh, because I'm trying not to cuss them out exactly. I'm, try- I'm trying they don't even realize that they don't know <laughs> at all um, holistically Lily, I don't think I'm good uh, I don't. I don't think I'm good. I think I'm balanced, uh, level, but I'm not good. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense to to some people out there, but I, I know you know what I'm talking about. It's like it's like yeah, I'm, I'm teeter. I'm teetering this way, but I know I gotta level it out. I know I gotta do this and I do that there, but yeah. it's almost as if uh, I'm not giving uh, the attention that my grief deserves, and I feel it. Yes, I feel yes. it some days more than other days. Yes, um, and so you know, being a leader, you know, being an owner, you know, being a dad, being all these other things. Of course, you kind of don't want <laughs> to 
show it in front of a lot of people. Uh, and y'all, that's not a man thing. That's an everybody thing. It's yeah. an everybody thing. We, we just don't necessarily want other people to know how we feel all the way. Not that you're being completely silent, but you're just not being completely honest in a nutshell uh, with totally how, how, with totally how you feel. So, um, so hope my, my process is still, is still developing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm still developing. It'll, it'll be a year, um, uh, come August, but, uh, I feel it now and some stuff make me angry, uh, but not pissed. Yeah. You know, uh, some stuff make me fearful cause I'm like, God dog it, I can call. I used to can call him and just ask him this, you know, and uh, he give the best advice. Some sometimes he don't give advice at all. He just let you talk. Yeah. And uh, you know that has been major. That, that was like one of the top five things that my dad has, has uh, taught me is to listen. Uh, so I've developed the listening piece, but he didn't teach me the part about communicating. Mm. But that's the part I got to learn on my own. Yeah. You know so. Yeah, that's that's a that's yeah. She put me on the spot. I ain't scared. I ain't, I ain't scared because I'm in good company. I, I, I honestly feel in good company, so I, I appreciate you on that. So I'm 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 pushing. I'm pushing. I'm pressing. Um, I definitely hurt. You know, it's kind of like why? You know, uh, Pop was uh, 64, healthy. But when this this damn COVID uh, came through it, that first strand, I, I don't know what that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it attacked his respiratory system. So he never bounced back. He went into the hospital. He spent 22 days in the hospital. Wow. Um, you know, looking back at the records and stuff like that, you know, they were saying he had a high anxiety. That's because he's never spent time in the hospital. Never. It is is our medical system even a safe place for us? That's the real question. That's the real question. That's the real question. So I wonder why he had anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> I, and and you know, and they of course I know they're protecting them, um, not letting visitors in and things like that. And I even um, sometimes felt like, okay, Marvin, you could have did more to try to get up there. Uh, knowing different people, uh, uh, just going in sometime, maybe even sneaking in. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I felt like get me some scrubs and sneaking in. Yeah. Um, but I was like, all right. And I thought about that after the fact. And I was like, okay, I didn't, I didn't do it. Then I'm beating myself up. Cause I'm like, I should have did it. Uh, but my sister was like, no, you know, it's not us. It's not, not that. And I was like, man, it's, it's just like, we have these hard truths that we have to understand. Yeah. Or or accept when we don't want to accept them. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. I appreciate your honesty. I, I appreciate your honesty because I think people need to hear it. And something you said, like you said, I don't know if it makes sense, but I know you get it. And I say, if anybody who listens to this, if they're not truly in their healing stage, they probably won't get it. But anybody who is at that mile marker where they're like, no, that makes perfect sense. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm balanced, but I ain't good. Yeah. But you know, we here. <laughs> I, I, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't drowning. <laughs> right. Hey, but I'm definitely paddling. I'm definitely paddling. <laughs> I definitely got the life jacket on, you know. But two of them. I got two of them and a noodle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah. I, I definitely appreciate it. I think people need to hear that. I think men need to hear that. And then also, too, I think we need to hear those real-life conversations of what happens when we lose people, you know? Somebody asked me that the other day, like, how are you? And I'm like, you know, I'm not good, mm-hmm. but I'm not drowning. Right. I'm still pushing, but I'm doing this with a broken heart. Um, and not just romantically, just from things like I've lost a lot of partnerships. I've lost a lot of friends. Yeah. Um, my business has broken my heart. Like, um, I'm dealing with this as I'm dealing with myself. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, and I, I'm a goofball, right? So I'm the loud, goofy, you know, you if you at least you're going to laugh, right? <laughs> I'm telling y'all, um, you gonna laugh. <laughs> <I'm telling> you. <laughs> you gonna laugh. Um, but there's some days where I can't get that giggle out. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I had somebody tell me they said uh they asked me how I'm doing. I said, I'm okay. I just left it like that. And it was like, Man, I can't wait till you start saying what you used to say. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, I'm probably not gonna say it no more. because uh, I used to say I'm cool. Yeah. I was I was always laid back. You know, nothing really bothered me. But now, I'm not going to say everything bothers me, but now I pay attention to a lot of stuff uh, of things that I've entertained and shouldn't have entertained. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some stuff I let go that I shouldn't have let go. Yeah. And some stuff I held on to that I should have let go. So, yeah. Yeah, I I appreciate that. I appreciate the honesty. I appreciate the authenticity. Um, and I appreciate just being real about it. You know, I... I really believe that this that's what we need in this world to heal and to reach the people that we trying to reach, you know. And I for me, that's what I needed growing up because I, I grew up with parents who had to be strong. So I never actually really knew how they felt. I just knew that they were these like to me they were superheroes. They was they they made it happen. Yeah. But I ain't gonna lie to y'all, I ain't no superhero. No, no. I'm more like a grocery store clerk. You're just too clear. <laughs> hey, I used to be, I used to want to be Superman. I used to want to be Superman, but I found out there's a whole lot of kryptonite out there. Yeah, and I used to want to be like, Wonder Woman. I used to really? people. Yes. Oh my God, I used to send people. I'm Wonder Woman. Yeah, I have a type that. Yeah, I'm security guard in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely the grocery store clerk. I'm waiting you out. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm not like. Friday sometime, baby. Once I clock out, I'm done. No, that's it. Can't wait to get out of here. I'm probably gonna let your car get broken into right now. Yeah. So. I might see it and be like, dang, I'm a car marvin. He's a security guard. I'm, hey, somebody out there breaking into cars, just in case you wanted to know. I'm gonna say they'll be all right, baby girl. Be all right. <laughs> <laughs> this is what healing looks like, y'all. That's it. That is, is what it, yo. Looks like so. I definitely appreciate this conversation. I definitely think both of our audiences are going to appreciate it. Um, I'm ready to do some work, honey. Like we got more. <laughs> I, I have I have written down my notes and the different ideas that I thought about while we were talking, yeah. and I, I want other people to definitely get involved uh, with it. Uh, we're going to make. Um, I'm not going to say we, I'm going to say I'm going to join in with Lily as she makes healing popular. Let healing become popular. You know, it's like, you know, make America great again. 
make healing great again. You know, let's talk about that self-love, talk about that whole process, not just through death, but even through your relationships, even through your jobs, even through things that you may have lost along the way. So I'm, I'm ready. I'm definitely ready. I'm definitely ready. And if y'all ready to write y'all books, listen, you got me. I'm going to make sure the book get good. And Marvin got you on the publishing, honey. Okay. Make, make sure you get in the people's face. That's what yes. we do. Teamwork. Yes. Teamwork. Teamwork. Now, we only we only work at the grocery store. We ain't yeah. no Superman and Wonder Woman. So That's keep that in mind. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what we're gonna call it. Wonder, Wonder Man, Mart, Wonder Mart. We're gonna think of a name for the right. grocery store. <laughs> the, the Healing Mart. There the you healing go. Mart. There you go. We 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 do it all. I greet you in the parking lot. Come on in. Okay. <laughs> so I definitely appreciate you for your time coming on the platform. Yeah. You got any last minute thoughts, requests? We probably need to tell people where to find us. Oh yeah. So okay, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna individually tell us tell people how to get in contact with us. Listen, the best way for me, go to my website, marvinmcqueen2.com. Marvinmcqueen the number two dot com. There you will find all the stuff about me. Uh, you'll find the bookstore. You'll find my podcast. You'll find the YouTube page. Click on it. Uh, follow me on all the social media outlets as well. Uh, I need some friends. I've been losing friends along the way, so I need some new friends. And uh, I'm taking Lily friends, okay? So hey. <laughs> y'all come in, do the same thing. Uh, so Marvin McQueen, number two, dot com. Yes, I love that. Make sure you check him out. My website is also the best way, healingshegotfaith.org. I also have my bookshop on there. I have my calendar. I have... Um, the book you can purchase if you purchase from my website it's a signed copy um follow me youtube instagram linkedin that's all on there like marvin said we losing friends so we want <laughs> my friends i'm still his friends follow both of us on youtube follow yeah. us on all podcast platforms follow us on all the social networks um, but yeah, like let's get to healing together let's bring this community together y'all i'm ready for this world to heal Let's do it. Let's do it. Healingshegotfaith.org. You know what to do. You know what to do. Look at this wonderful show. The mashup. The The mashup. Hey. You got She Got Faith and Marvin McQueen. Hey. Hey. Grateful. Grateful, y'all. Yes. All right, y'all. We will catch you next time. Be on the lookout for us because we are definitely about to drop some bombs on you. That's it. And share this with one person. Share it with at least one person uh, to let them know that, hey, grief is cool. We'll figure it out together and we're journeying and we're getting better day by day. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, y'all. Y'all know how I end the show. Love you the way you love the world. (laughs) Bye, y'all.